Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 121 of the podcast, and it's entitled, Follow Your Gut, No Matter What Others May Say. You know, it's interesting as single people, and you guys, these are some things that I'm, I'm really, really beginning to see for myself. You know, I've had plenty of days where I've been just a, a single person that is frustrated and really annoyed with where they're at in life. And from my experience, that wasn't the funnest time of my life. And, and I still have days like that that aren't the funnest time of my life. And, and I have challenges. I have trials the same as you do. And sometimes those trials get me down and get me frustrated. It's like, you know, since I've, I'm out spending time with my sister and my nieces and nephews, however, because I was in a car accident that was 0% my fault, Two months ago, I can't do as much as I normally could. I can't pick up my nieces and nephews yet. I can't um, throw balls and things of that nature because I was told by my my PT to just take it super easy. No, I can really either be really upset about that, or I can do what I can with them, and and I can do do the best of whatever situation that I'm in. You know, and so as I was thinking this morning of what to talk about. I was thinking about, well, there's a few things that have come to my mind. You know, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine, un- with all thine heart, and lean not at thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And as I was contemplating that, I was thinking about, so why aren't our lives always amazing and wonderful and joyful? Well, I think it's because if we look at this scripture, the verse, the the first verse especially, it's we're leaning to our own understanding. We're trying to make sense of everything that's happening in our world when we really don't understand it. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to, we're upset and we're frustrated because life happens. As I've shared before, the closer and closer you get to where you're meant to be, you can almost expect opposition. That's just the way it works. That, that's just the way it works. And when, when it doesn't become a big deal, then you're fine. When we turn to the Lord for our understanding and say, hey, this is what's happening. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's what happens. You know, when you're working towards a goal, you're going to experience opposition. That's just the way it is. We don't have to think too much about that, though. You know, I've been watching a show, and, and this is really where this idea for this episode came, which you could call this episode, Trust Your Inner Voice, Trust Heavenly Father, Trust the Universe. You could call it whatever you want. But this time I went with Trust Your Gut, because I've been watching a show. It's called Young Rock. You can find it on Peacock. And I've pretty much been binging this show. And there's a certain reason. Now, the show Young Rock is about the life of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And all the different challenges and trials that he faced in his life. And as I've been watching one of them, the re- one of the most recent ones that I've seen, it's like season three, he's talking about how he always just trusted his gut. Now, there's hopefully not going to be any spoilers because, you know, his life, the, these are events that happened many, many years ago, probably 20 or so, maybe a little bit less years ago. But he always followed his gut. You know, we talked about how when he first got into um, the WWF, that 
he didn't really feel his persona that was called Rocky Maivia. I don't really remember that other than what I've seen on the show. But he he followed his gut and he eventually changed his role. And even when it went to the point of there was a certain match that changed his career, which was versed another character named Triple H. And in the match, he was told by the referee who they're, they're the ones that tells them, tell them, hey, wrap it up. You know, it's time to do your finisher and, and, and end this. Well, he was told by the referee to wrap it up. And he looked, at, he looked down at Triple H and he's like, hey, do you trust me? And Triple H is like, all right. And, and then he picked up Triple H and, you know, slammed him or really dropped him gently on a ladder. And then he did what his, one of his finishing moves called the People's Elbow. And then after that, Triple H did his finisher and won the match. And then he told Triple H as he was just standing above him. Now, keep in mind, they're, they're over time. And in, uh, from what I've seen from the show, you just don't do that. You don't go heavy on time, as they call it. And so, I, I know for some of you guys, this might seem really silly, but there, there is a point here. And we can, we can draw inspiration from all kinds of avenues. So, but he, he looked up at Triple H and he said, milk your exit. And Triple H did. You know, he, pre- he pretended that he had a knee injury and just kind of limped out really slowly. And the rock just lied there on the floor. You know, and so he just lied there and lied there. And something really interesting happened. That all the fans that had actually hated him, not just like hated his character because they were supposed to, but just, really didn't like him, really didn't like his persona, and were actually kind of mean to him. They all started chanting Rocky. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. And that was the moment, one of the moments that his career changed. Now, when he went backstage, he, one of the directors named Pat Patterson said, hey, 20 minutes is 20 minutes. In other words, don't ever go over on time. And then he turned to Vince McMahon, who actually was the, the main guy in charge that owns the WWF. And he's like, sorry, you know, Vince, I went heavy on time. And Vince is like, that was awesome. You know, and the cool thing I see in that, he trusted his gut and amazing things happened. Now, in his future, like he, he did, he ended up leaving wrestling and went on to become an actor, but he wasn't super successful from the go. He was actually a horrible actor. Like, but he kept working at it. He kept working at it. And there was another time that, you know, he worked really hard to become a football player and it, it didn't pan out for him. And even his coach said, hey, you're the hardest worker here. You know, it, like every one of us, we have our own path. Now, The Rock could have been an okay Canadian football player. <laughs> That's where he would get his chance to play in Canada. And you know what's interesting? Right before he decided to go into wrestling, or even after he'd kind of sort of made the choice to go to wrestling, because he just always felt that. What happened was interesting. He got a call back from the Canadian Football League, the Rough Riders, I believe it was. Not that I know anything about the Canadian Football League, guys. This, this is just from the show. But he got a call and he said, 
You know, the coach says, hey, will you come back? We have a spot for you next year. And the Rock said, thank you, but no. And his dad was livid. His dad's like, what are you doing, son? You're throwing it away. You're throwing away your opportunities. But he knew it was the right thing to do. Now, here's the thing I have found fascinating. Now, guys, I am really, really beginning to see this in my life. Like, we all do have a guided path. It's going to make us the happiest. And it's one that's almost like a secret dream that we're afraid to share. And, and maybe even everyone around us knows that we'd be pretty good at that. Actually, no, take that out. <laughs> I'm not going to erase that, but take that out. Sometimes we think other people are going to tell us, oh my goodness, you're amazing, you're awesome, you should go do this. And sometimes it might happen. But more often than not, don't expect everybody to support you. But there's, there's something that calls each of us. The song coming to my mind to share with you guys is called The Call by Regina Spector. It started out as a feeling, which then grew into a hope which then turned into a quiet thought, which, which then turned into a quiet word. And then that word grew louder and louder till it was a battle cry. Oh my goodness, I love that. Why, why do I love that? Because every one of you has something inside you that calls to you that speaks to you, that, that says, hey, this is where you want to be. And we spend most of our lives saying, I can't do that. That's not where I'm supposed to be. Now, I don't mean that's not where I'm supposed to be, like that's where we feel we're supposed to be. I mean, we have thoughts come up in our head that block us from feeling that we're supposed to be there. We feel it, but we have all this thinking around it. And we think that's almost a bad thing. The more I am learning about just life in general, there is something that calls to each of us that we are so afraid to do. And when we put, our, when we put that on a back burner, guys, it's just gonna, we're just going to not get as far or as quickly in that thing. You know, music called to Taylor Swift from an early age. And so she was peddling her records at nine. Now, that is courage. That is courage. I mean, I, one of the things that I really took from speaking with a religious leader of mine and you know, some really cool experiences is that I, I'm, a, I'm an encourager. I give people courage to go forward in what they desire to do as a coach, in whatever they desire to do. That is my job as a coach. To give them courage to move forward, to understand their gut, to understand the difference between the thoughts that arise in their head that tell them that they can't, that aren't real, and the true feelings that say, hey, this isn't your path. You know, and it's interesting going back. So Rocky, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson wanted to be a wrestler since he was young. And then... Once he saw the challenge that his father, who was named Rocky, uh, Rocky Johnson, another popular wrestler that I, I never knew, but, but another popular wrestler, once he sat, saw his dad go through all these challenges, 
He went to football for stability. It was not something that called to him. It was not something that spoke to him. And and he went forward, though. I don't know what would have happened if, if The Rock had listened earlier. I don't know what would have happened if I'd listened earlier. Oh, my goodness, guys. The, the voices inside our head can get so loud. Let's call them the, the dark voices and the light voices. The dark voices are ones that pull you down and give you dark feelings and take you away from what you desire. And the light feelings are the things that move you clo- closer and closer towards what you desire. Or you can call it whatever you want. It does, that, that's, that's not really important. But what is important to understand is the quicker you follow your gut, the quicker you follow the inner voice, which I, I really call the spirit, the happier you're going to be. You're struggling and you're fighting with the adversary, and you're also fighting with habitual thought. It's really a combination of everything anyone's ever told you that's against your dream. It's against what you really want. I, I think Heavenly Father's up there cheering us each on and saying, hey, you can do this. Like one of the scriptures that you guys hear me quote so often is, be ye as wise as serpents and yet without sin. And I will order all things for your good as fast as you're able to receive them. That's it, guys. Heavenly Father is actively seeking to give away the secrets of the universe. For anyone that's paying attention, as Neil A. Maxwell said, who's also a, a, a former, well, he's a religious leader that's since passed. Every one of you has something inside of you. Another song coming to me today. And I just want to say, in case you guys don't know this, in case you think I have all this planned out or mapped out, everything's just given to me that I say from Heavenly Father. I I really, the only thing I can take credit for is showing up and sharing what he puts in my heart. That's all I can take credit for. But everything that comes through these podcasts is from him. And so... And the another song that, that's coming to me is How Far I'll Go from the movie Moana. Now, I think there's so much similarity in this movie as each of us face. Because, you know, the real good thing about real awesome movies is they're about real life. I mean, notice how, you know, the, the fairy tales of the past were not really about real life. I mean, maybe a little bit, but it was based on, oh, yeah, I need to... I need to find a magic glass slipper that's going to fit my feet. Like, I mean, they they put challenges in there, but I love how real some of these Disney and Pixar type movies are now. And so with How Far I'll Go, it's the story of, you know, this little girl named Moana that lives on the island of Tahiti and just longs to go out on the water. And so this is the song that she sings and she says, I've been staring at the edge of the water long as I can remember. Well, as, as I'm sharing this, I want you to think about of, of your own. What is your water? What is the thing that calls to you that your gut and everything has been pushing you towards? I'm going to start over here. It says, I've been staring at the edge of the water long as I can remember, never really knowing why. I wish I could be the perfect daughter, but I can't, but I come back to the water no matter how hard I try. 
Every turn I take, every trail I track, every path I make, every road leads back to a place I know where I cannot go, where I long to be. So her father did not want her going out on the water. He didn't. He told her tons and tons of times, no, you will stay here. You will be the ruler of this people. This is what you will do. And how often are we told to do that by anybody, even friends, family, people that really do mean well, but they don't know what God has in store for you. They, all of us can, we are, our vision is clouded by all of our judgments from our own life, from our own past, from our own everything. So anytime like somebody tells you, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that, don't take it seriously. Understand that they are dealing with as much as they can possibly deal with in the moment, and it is not their job to support you. Heavenly Father will support you in whatever way He chooses to. You know, I shared before, I think I shared before, or maybe I've just shared this in a few coaching conversations over this week. Um, there was this really cool video. It's done by this group called Living Scriptures, and it's a series called Line Upon Line on YouTube. And and it's a video, it's called Matthew 4, Luke 4 through 5, or Missile Defense System. Now the scene I'm referring to, it actually starts on at, at about five, five minutes into the video, if you want to look it up. And in this scene, it's talking about how temptation is even doubt. And it's talking about how Peter, when he made the decision to become an apostle of the Lord and give up his his fishing career. The doubt came to his mind of how am I going to pay my bills? Now, I think that is the question that destroys more people than anything because what happens? We spend so much time worrying about how to pay our bills instead of listening for the answers. The Lord will provide. He absolutely has. He will use whatever way that he decides to provide. In my life, especially as I was a struggling coach, the Lord used different clients to, to help me get, get by, help my, use my parents to help me get by. He always will provide for you. But I guarantee, I really can guarantee this. Because he says, consider the lilies. See how they grow. They don't toil. They don't labor. You know, the Lord cares about every one of you. And he wants you to get on your mission as quickly as possible because he knows that's where you're going to find the most happiness. He really does want the most happiness for you. And there's so many examples of, of this. Like, but this, this thing of how do I pay my bills gets people stuck more than anything. We get our bills paid by trusting the Lord and moving forward. Now, guys, I am not immune from this in the slightest. I've just learned over time that the Lord will provide. Now, there are plenty of times that I have thoughts arise in my head, and sometimes they seem pretty loud. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to get out of debt? How am I going to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. One of the most common conversations I have had with my mentor, Michael Neal, is about this. Michael, I feel inspired to do X, Y, Z but I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. And you know what he tells me? Like, Joseph, well, why don't you do, I mean, in, you know, in one particular instance, it was these, it's possible challenges. 
It's like, well, why don't you do it and then see what happens? And when you're guided to do something else, do that. Now, do you know what I really did? I spent some time working on that challenge, but I spent more time worrying about what to do. We spend so much time worrying about what to do. But in a really cool scripture in Doctrine and Covenant 636, it says, that, now that's a book of scripture similar to the Bible. It says, look unto me in every thought, doubt not, fear not. And that's the Savior talking. Every thought we have, we can look unto him. If, it le- if it's a peaceful thought, it's from him. If it leaves you feeling doubt and fear, it's not from him. No, that is so important to understand. Good feelings mean go forward, continue. Bad feelings mean stop. Or at least pause and, you know, think about it. Now, there's a difference between a bad feeling, like a yucky feeling, and just having thought in our head. Every one of us has so many thoughts going through our head all the time. We have habitual thoughts and, you know, things of that nature that we've just thought for a long time. And we have other thoughts. But the thoughts that leave you feeling lighthearted and joy, like the Savior said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I I have been through this so much of trying to figure stuff out. All the Lord asks is that we move forward. If you want to hear more on that, go back to last week's podcast and the podcast before, which talk about how when I move forward, my life is blessed. It really is. Like we got to stop worrying about the things that we can't control because you can't control them anyways. I have zero control over how many people respond to me. Zero. I can influence it. I can send out a million messages. I can send out phone. I can do phone calls. I can cold call. I can do all kinds of things and nothing might happen. I can't control that. But the thing that I'm seeing more and more is that as I follow my gut, or truly as I follow the Spirit, there's a cool song that says, let, let the Holy Spirit guide. And it goes, let the Holy Spirit guide. Let him teach us what is true. He will testify of Christ. Let our minds with heaven's view. I, I love that last line. I really, really do. Because we don't see ourselves as heaven sees us. We just don't. We see ourselves as this beaten up object that's really been through a lot of challenges and we're not sure if we're ever going to reach our full potential. That's what we see ourselves as. But Heavenly Father sees you as so incredible, so amazing. I mean, you look at all the examples in the scriptures of people that did some horrible and awful things. I mean, we look at Saul. From, from the scriptures that became Paul and all the horrid things he did. And he became an incredible, incredible man. If he could come back from doing all of those things, you can come back from whatever it is that you, that you have done. You can come back from all your past mistakes, all your past failures. You know, it's funny. I, so many people say, oh, it's too late to go do whatever you want to do. It's not. Go do it. I was told it was it was too late to go learn how to play basketball when I was, I don't know, 13 or 14. It's like, ah, oh, no, you should have started younger. Well, how is, that any, how is that any help? 
Isn't there at least one person that's made it? Yeah, there's tons. Don't listen to people when they say it's too late. If you want to do something, you go do it. Because this is your life. And especially if, as long as you feel peace about a step you take, do it. Now, have the courage also if you feel not to take a step, to not take it. You know, it's like years ago, my dad said, hey, I don't, I don't feel good about you playing football. No, I truly do wish I would have gone to Heavenly Father for myself and asked him. Instead of just relied on my dad. How, however, at that same time, another, like a bunch of avenues opened up that were really important for me in learning to become a graphic designer, which has been super helpful in you know, running my coaching business and the podcast and everything else that I do. And so I, I can't go back and change that. But I can tell you, no matter what it is that you want to do, it's never too late. Now, if you're 50 years old and you want to play in the NBA, unless you're like seven feet tall or seven six, it might not happen. But that doesn't mean that you can't become really good and, and play wherever else you want to. And I'm not even saying you can't make the NBA. Heck, go make the NBA. I am a fan of proving people wrong. Not for the sake of proving them wrong, but just for the sake of allowing myself to do what it is that I really want to do. You know, it's a, so it's not so much about proving people wrong. I actually don't think that helps us out. Like having that energy to prove somebody wrong, that, that energy just doesn't, it doesn't work for very long. Inspiration is what fuels us. You know, there, there was something said along these lines and one of the times out that Michael Neal was talking, it was the difference between inspiration and, I don't remember the other thing, but inspiration lasts a lot longer than anything else. When you're inspired to go do what it is that you want to do, understanding and knowing that you have zero control over how things turn out, just go do it. Go do what it is that you want to do. Trust yourself. Have faith in yourself. And have faith in your God. The next line of the song says, Let the Holy Spirit guard. Let his whisper govern choice. He will lead us safely home if we listen to his voice. Now in this verse, this is probably, this is talking about heaven. However, it is, like he'll, he'll, he'll whis- the Spirit will whisper to you and help you make the best choices for you that are going to help you to become the happiest. If you listen, if you just listen, I mean, the, like, like back to Moana, this voice called to her to go have this, to go do this wonderful thing, to go out on the water. And once she finally does, she has a beautiful, wonderful adventure. Ironically, The Rock is actually also in that movie. You know, it's amazing what happens. Our opportunities become almost infinite when we really start listening to the Spirit. There comes a time when we just, we begin to get a glimpse. I'm not saying that I, I know all of this all the time. I'm not saying that I'm perfect at following this. I am getting better at listening to it, though. I'm getting better at li- not listening to other voices. No, 
There's another verse that I'm going to share from this song of uh, let the Holy Spirit guide, because I think it's really cool. So let, let the Spirit heal our hearts through His quiet, gentle power. May we purify our lives to receive Him hour by hour. There are insights and revelation that only the Spirit can give me that will make sense. There are habitual thoughts that I have had for so long that it's taken the Spirit quite some time to get through to me. And it's almost like we peel back layers, layers of thought, other layers, other layers, almost like an onion. And eventually it's just not as big anymore. And sometimes things come around and add to the onion and other times things come away and take away from the onion. But when we go to him and we ask and we say, hey, Father, like these are, these are questions that I'm having in my life. I, I truly do want to do thy will. But it's actually taken more for me to not do something than to do something. Because we just have habitual thoughts and fears and everything else in our head that are like, oh, no, this is what I, this is what I have to do. I'm not saying the good, peaceful feelings. I'm saying like, no, this is the most noble thing I can do for God. Or whatever way you phrase it. The adversary is very subtle. Very subtle, and he can craft things and create things however he wants that look real, but it's only the spirit that can tell us the difference. If you don't feel peace about something, it's not it. It really isn't. The, very, the quickest way to understand is peace and joy come from Heavenly Father and help us. Help us to say, hey, this is a good path. The feelings that are, when it just feels yucky, just off, that's the spirit saying no. You can go back and you know, listen to more about that in some other podcasts that I've talked about. But in a nutshell, I, I remember one experience that I, something I, I really didn't want to do that God also didn't want me to do, but I felt I had to do. And every step I took, it was just yucky. It was like walking through a tar pit and it felt awful also. And it was really hard. Whereas another experience that I had where Heavenly Father said, hey, you're doing this. I'm like, I don't want to. And Heavenly Father's like, no, you are doing this. And I felt so peaceful that I did it immediately. Heavenly Father can give you the worst news in the world, and it's okay. So I don't know what it is that you're struggling with right now, but I can speak to the most common thing I hear. We carry around our past of what we have or haven't done, and we think that we can't go after what we really want to do. Anytime your feelings start getting heavy, you're just overthinking. The other, the other part, though, that, that I really want to say, you know what you want to do, and just do it. I think it's episode... I have to take a look here. So it's episode 77 of the podcast called What Do I Do When I Don't Know What I Want to Do? That talks about my journey of, like, of just pleading to God. There was a song called What Is My Mission in Life? And I, I sang this at the top of my lungs wanting to know from Heavenly Father what He wanted me to do. However... About this same time, I went to somebody's house and I just talked to them about their life. And I was actually selling at the time. And I don't even, I don't even know if I made a sell, but I had the most beautiful conversation with them about their life and what they wanted to do and what they wanted to accomplish. 
And I went outside that night and I had the most glorious feeling. That was the Spirit saying, Joseph, that's it. That's what I want you to do. I don't know if you've had that experience. But if you had that experience of coming alive, like it could come in so many different ways. It can just, it can make us feel like that. Just this beautiful, gorgeous feeling. Or it can make us feel happy. It can make us feel peace. It can make us feel joy. I think it's usually joy though. It's like, oh my goodness, that was so cool. I loved that. Okay, well, that's probably a direction you should look in. Heavenly Father has been so merciful in my life. Even the times that I thought I was going in the right direction, doing the thing I thought he wanted me to do, even though I had no desire, because we heard plenty of stories about people doing something they didn't want to do. But at lesser degrees, I like there's probably other things that I didn't want to do, or you know, it's but coming back, it's all about the peace and joy. That's what it's about, guys. That's, that's when your gut's saying, yeah, go this way. Go this way. It, it's that adventure that calls to you, that speaks to your name, that just says, hey, go do this. You know, back to this song, every turn I take, every trail I track, every path I make, every road leads back. To the place I know where I cannot go. Why does she know she cannot go? Because somebody told her she couldn't. Her parents told her she couldn't go there. Well, especially her dad says, no, you will not go on the water. The water is dangerous, etc., etc. Insert whatever people are telling you that you can't go do what you want to do. Plenty of times it's because they're afraid. They want what's best for you. And other times they don't want to get left behind. When you start climbing in the world, don't expect everybody to cheer you on. I mean, even The Rock talks about this in, in his Young Rock, which is pretty much a documentary, which is so awesome. Guys, every single person that has climbed in the world has had to climb. They've had to rise above other things. God wants for you to be so much more than you are. He wants all of us to be so much more than we are. And he teaches us what? Line upon line, precept upon precept. You know what that really means? It means a command. He's going to give us one command, and if we fulfill that, he gives us another. And then he gives us another. What if all he's really doing is testing you? There's a scripture in Abraham 3.25, which comes from another book of scripture. But if you just look it up, it says, And we shall prove them now herewith to see if they'll do all things which we command them. This is, the, this is God speaking before the world began. And he says, hey, we're going to send them to earth and we're going to see if they'll do what we tell them to do. And, and I, I love the example in, in Emperor's New Groove at the very end where, Kronk pulls, where Cusco asks Kronk, how did you guys beat us here? And he pulls down a map that shows Cusco on this long path making it to the, which, making it to the palace. And it shows Kronk, the bad guys, going into the river and somehow beating them. Well, apparently Heavenly Father knew that there was a tunnel in the river that would get them there faster. That's how it works with each of you. If you're not trusting your gut, please start. 
I'm not promising you a bed of roses. I'm not promising you anything. Because actually, the closer and closer you get to understanding who you are and understanding your divine potential, the more adversity you're going to face. You know, it's almost like in a James Bond movie or like, you know, maybe even a little kid spy movie, the closer and closer you get to the bad guy, they're like, hey, send more guys, attack, attack. But even like a video game, oh my goodness, you think about how, how difficult video games get. I'm thinking of Ninja Turtles before you get to Shredder. And then you actually have to beat a fake Shredder and you have to beat a real Shredder. He turns into two and you have to figure out which is the real one. That's it, guys. But we can be guided. We can be directed. And we can be given the strength and the courage to move forward. Are you moving forward? Are you walking to to New York City right now? If you keep walking towards where you desire to be, like you keep wondering what it is that you're meant to do. Oh, it's that thing that you really want to do that you're worried about doing because you're worried about how it's going to work out? That's it. That's your thing. Go do it. No, come back. It's that thing, once again, that you really want to do, that you feel peaceful, you feel joyful about, and you go forward in that direction. And then you learn. When The Rock first got into wrestling, he was not very popular. He kept switching. He kept switching. He kept using resources that were in front of him. There was, they hired a guy at the time to start helping with write storylines. In case you don't know, wrestling is, wrestling is scripted. You know, like some of the, some of the injuries and stuff they have are real, but wrestling is scripted. They know who wins, they know who loses, and it's all based upon what the fans want, kind of. And so they hired this, this, uh, writer to come in and help write storylines. And most of the rest was like, I don't want your help. And the rock went to him and was like, Hey, what do you got? And it helped him a ton. We don't use the resources because we think we're better than the resources. Other people have resources that you could benefit from. I'm not saying to use all of them. I'm just saying that when, when you follow your gut, Heavenly Father provides you with all kinds of help. We just don't see it. Everything you can imagine. He really, really does provide. I, I shared before I'm, I'm recording this, this podcast episode in a friend's office here not too far from my sister's house. And like when I first got the impression, hey, call your friend and ask him if you can use an office. I wasn't going to do it. Why? Because I was, oh, what's he going to say? I don't, I don't want him to think I'm a freeloader. I don't want, insert whatever else here. And two days later, the impression came again. Joseph, call Gary. Ask him. Okay. <laughs> And my experience here might have been a different experience if I hadn't done that. I had some very important phone calls in this office, some very important meetings. Guys, the resources available to you are endless. What is it that you want to do? Go do it. And if you need, like, I highly recommend the book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron especially the chapter on desire. I think it's chapter 11 or so. I don't have it with me here. It's, it's back at home in Arizona, but I think it's chapter 11 where it talks about your desires, your hopes, your dreams, your everything. Those were placed into you by Heavenly Father to go do His work, to go create whatever it is you want to create in the world. 
Stop thinking about how it's going to work out. Stop thinking about, well, why is this important? No, this other thing's more important that I don't really want to do, but somebody said I have to do. Start living your life. Once again, follow your gut. The last half of this title actually comes from a song entitled, I will go and do what the Lord hath commanded. And the lyrics are, I will go and do what the Lord hath commanded, no matter what others may say. For I know in my heart, if I trust in him, the Lord will prepare the way. And then it goes on to list all these miracles that the Lord did, including parting the Red Sea for Moses. And then it says, and he can do a miracle for me. I know we spend so much more time worried and doubting and fearing, you know, and and we worry about how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do all these things? But all of those are temptations, they're doubts, they're thoughts. And guys, they have, they have plagued me for a very long time. And there are plenty of times that I have those thoughts. But I do know the Lord will prepare a, a way. He will prepare a miracle for you. The song goes on to say, So I'll go and do what the Lord hath commanded, though mountains may stand in my way. I I want you to think about when you were a little kid and certain things seemed like mountains. Oh my goodness, it probably seemed like forever just to get across town. That would seem like a mountain. Now that you're older and, and wiser, you know it's not really that far. And you've probably gone on way farther journeys. The mountains are just in our minds. Nothing is a mountain to God. Now, there's something in the Course on Miracles that talks about how there is no difference between a size of a miracle for God, a small miracle or a big miracle. Is it a miracle for, you know, Heavenly Father to provide me with a dollar? Or is it a miracle for Him to provide me with lots of dollars? It doesn't matter. Like, He's going to do whatever he wants to do. He understands the nature of the world. He understands the way the world works. He understands the principles the the world is governed by because he created the world. And he can help you understand them as well. The song goes on to say, I can do anything that he wants me to do because I know that he'll prepare the way. We keep trying to take it on ourselves, guys. We keep trying to think that we know what to do. I guarantee that if you look, we're going to go back to the wrestling analogy. If you looked at every single wrestler's path, that every single wrestler got there a different way. Every one of them. And if you want to actually watch another cool biography, it's called Fighting With My Family. It's the story of a wrestler named Paige. Now, I go through spurts of, you know, watching wrestling or not watching it. I mean, other than this Young Rock show, I haven't really watched it for, haven't watched it avidly for quite some time. But I, I, I love this show, Fighting With My Family, because it shows what dedication and what work it takes to continue to go forward, even when it just doesn't, like, even when it doesn't look like it's going to work. So that, I mean, that is a super cool movie. That's one I really, really like because of the story of inspiration behind it. So every single person gets there a different way. Every single singer got there a different way. But actually, they didn't. You know how they got there? They all got there the same way. By following their gut and not what everyone else around them was saying. That's how they got there. 
once again, he can do a miracle for me. And I know that he does. You know, I've been working on the song Top Gun, and one of the days that I actually prayed and asked Heavenly Father for his help to be able to learn this song, I was able to play much faster than I had otherwise. Guys, we are missing out by not calling upon the power of God. We truly are. We're missing out by not reaching out and not allowing the miracles that he wants to create in your lives. And it's because of fear, it's because of doubt, insecurity, they're all, they're all kind of the same. We need to trust Heavenly Father more than we doubt ourselves. We, we need to understand that doubt and fear and all of those things are thoughts that come into our mind that look real. But once we really take them to the Lord and say, hey, this is what I'm worried about, He will help you. You know, I, I often go to the temple and I've had some beautiful experiences there, some which I've shared and others which I haven't. But I look at the temple as, you know, it's talked about in that these giant boats need to go, that generally go in the ocean, need to go to freshwater ports because it's faster to have them sit in freshwater ports for a little bit to get all the crustaceans off of them than it is to scrape them all off. The same with each of us. You could go and try to scrape every single one off. But if you just go to your place of solitude, whatever it is for you, for me, it's the temple, um, you will be amazed and astounded at what you can be taught and how the Lord can take away those crustaceans that are slowing down your journey. That lead us, But any thought that leaves you feeling with doubt and fear, that doesn't come from Heavenly Father. So, as you think about this conversation today, what is it that calls to you? What is it that speaks to you? What is it that has risen up inside of you for so long that you haven't gone after? You know, this song goes on to say, this is the Moana song. I know I've gone through quite a few different songs and lyrics and all kinds of stuff today, but says, I know everybody on this island seems so happy on this island. Everything is by design. I know everybody on this island has a role on the island, so maybe I can roll with mine. But you can't, guys. You can't just roll with whatever somebody else wants you to be because it doesn't fill you up. Do you know what fills me up? Moving forward in the directions that I'm guided that I also want to go. And if you think you're late or you think things take too long, Lin-Manuel Miranda that actually wrote this song, he, he created Hamilton, which became a box office sensation. And, you know, no, no disrespect to Lin-Manuel Miranda, but there are people out there that have much better voices than him. So do you know what he did with Hamilton? He turned it into a, a, a bunch of raps. The entire musical, most of his lines are raps or versions of raps. But who would have thought some, some show about a president called Hamilton that has hip-hop rap, or whatever you want to call it, I don't know what you want to call it, that has rap in there, would become a box office smash and open countless doors to Lin-Manuel Miranda. But you know what? 
It took him a year to write the first song. A year. Oh my goodness, that is so long. A year to write three minutes of music? Man, he is a failure. <laughs> right? Like we look, I, I laugh because we look at his life now. He's written countless songs. And if I looked up his net worth, it would be, uh, let's just do it. It says 90 million, but I'm, I'm guessing it's actually more than that. You know, that, that's just a, a rough estimate with so, what somebody put up there. But guys, hey, not bad, right? Not bad. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a YouTube channel called Ninja Kids. And probably a year or so ago, I, saw, I met this guy. Well, I'd, I saw him on one of our group chat, our group uh, calls with one of my mentors. And he brought up how, it, it, like, just a really humble guy, how, he, how, how he'd started this channel called Ninja Kids, and now it had 5 million subscribers or something. And I just pulled up their channel. Now they have, 21, they have 20 million subscribers. They have 10 billion views with a B. I just looked up, and, and I don't know if this is exactly correct, but it said 10 billion views on YouTube is worth $100 million. Now, these guys do their videos. My, I, my, my nephew happened to be watching this the other day, and apparently they really like it. And so these, these guys have made $100 million. They started their channel in February of 2017. That's pretty amazing. In 2000, since 2017, they've made $100 million or so. And not, not to mention, they've, they have a ridiculously nice house and probably anything they can ever want. And the whole family does them together. They figured it out, guys. And, and I, I haven't talked to this guy. I, mean, I think we, we might have exchanged a text or an email or something like that. But just seeing the humility in his voice when he talked about his following, he must have been guided. He must have been directed. Every one of you, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Get out there and start creating the things that you want to create in your life. And you're going to be amazed at what begins to happen. Whatever it is that you feel guided toward, I would invite you to go do it today. Just take one, one step and then another step. As the book A Rich Man's Secret says, take, take the first step, no more, no less, and the next will be revealed. So what does your gut say? Move forward, no matter what others may say. Now once again, what have you been inspired to do in today in this podcast, I would invite you to go do it. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is. Each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on 
And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one -on -one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.